I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 440 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got a highly successful real estate entrepreneur to bring you guys today. Ryan Serhant is the star of Bravo's Million Dollar Listing New York. He's got a brand new book out now titled Big Money Energy, How to Rule at Work, Dominate Your Life, and Make Millions. The link to the book is down there in today's show notes. Ryan has just been crushing the real estate scene in New York for quite a while now. He and his team have sold billions of dollars worth of real estate. Ryan also launched the spinoff series, Sell It Like Serhant, which was also the title of his real estate sales course that sold over $100,000 the day it launched. It went on to become the number one best-selling real estate course of all time. Ryan even had Times Square shut down in 2014 when he proposed to his wife. They now have a child themselves. It's an honor to have him on the podcast today. Ryan Serhant will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. All right, I've now gone coast-to-coast with Bravo's Million Dollar Listing. Back on episode 420, the host of Million Dollar Listing LA, James Harris, stopped by. So if you are interested in real estate and you enjoyed today's podcast, please flip it back to episode 420 with James Harris. I also had Grant Cardone back on episode 176 and a few other real estate dads, so make sure you guys go through the archives and check them all out. The 2021 WWE Royal Rumble was won by Adam Edge Copeland over the weekend. I had the honor of interviewing Edge right here on First Class Fatherhood just before his return to the ring uh, last year. So congratulations to Edge. I've now had the winners of the last two big pay-per-view events right here on First Class Fatherhood. Dustin Poirier knocked out Conor McGregor, and now Edge has taken the crown of the Royal Rumble. So you can hear both of those dads right here on the podcast. Friday, I'm going to be dropping my Super Bowl Media Day episode. It has been a whole new experience this year. I'm really having a lot of fun with it. It's taken a little bit of getting used to. I'm going to share my experience and all the sound bites coming on Friday to get you guys ready for Super Bowl weekend. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please consider hitting me with a rating or review. Follow me over there on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Ryan Serhant. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, if we learned anything this last year, it's that building health and immunity is more important than ever, and that all begins with what you put on your plate. Belcampo is on a mission to revolutionize the meat industry for the well-being of people, the planet, and animals by farming meat the right way with certified humane, regenerative, and climate-positive practices, which means it's better for you, the planet, and the animals. That's a trifecta that I'm proud to be a part of, and right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can have Belcampo sustainably raised meats delivered right to your door using my promo code FATHERHOOD at belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood and get 20% off your first order. Go visit belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood, use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout, and save 20% off your first order at Belcampo. Joining me now, First Class Father, Ryan Serhant. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have? How old? I have one daughter, and she is going to turn two at the end of this month. Wow, very exciting. Now, did you guys find out what you were having? Did you do some kind of gender reveal, or did you wait till the end to find out? 
no, no gender reveals. We, uh, we knew what we were having uh, the minute they they told us. Uh, I guess my wife did a gender reveal for me. She got a balloon that I popped uh, in our own apartment, but it wasn't public at all. We kept the whole uh, pregnancy totally private until the baby showed up. No one knew other than like very close family. Okay, very cool. If you could, Ryan, just take one second here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. I'm a, I'm a real estate broker and uh, owner of a real estate firm here in New York City. Uh, I've been in the real estate business here for 12 years. Um, we uh, sell a lot of real estate. Uh, before starting my own firm at the end of last year, we were uh, the number one selling sales team in the country uh, three years in a row. Um, we do just over a billion dollars in sales a year. Most people, though, know me from Bravo's Million Dollar Listing New York uh, or my social channels or vlog on YouTube or books. All right. So, Ryan, obviously, you've had a lot of success in the real estate market, in the business. Uh, along this journey, how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Um, you know, it's interesting. When my wife was pregnant, I, uh, uh, I didn't know I was doing this at the time, but she said I was male nesting. I was like, what does that mean? She's like, well, you know, when women are pregnant, they nest at home. They're getting the home ready. They're staying at home. They're, they're keeping their belly protected and warm, you know, getting the baby's room ready. You, male nesting, you're working twice as hard as you ever did, whether you know it or not, because you're about to have huge responsibility. Um, and so uh, I think that has carried through since having Zena uh, and, you know, watching her grow up as much as I want to spend as time with her as possible. And I, and I do, I do feel an added responsibility of working even harder to do even more so that, you know, so that she can be proud, you know, because I'm doing it all for, for her. Um, so there's like a new, there's a new directive really, right? I'm not just Ryan trying to make a buck for himself so he can survive. Now it's Ryan, you know, supporting and protecting and growing a family. Yeah, well said. And I, I know that you're uh, you're big on your routines, you're big on your habits that you have going on. And I know that one of the things for new dads, it becomes very uncomfortable sometimes becoming a new dad because it changes our entire routine that we're so used to. Um, yeah. How has that kind of impacted you? And you have you had to make these certain adjustments? How have you handled the adjustments of all the, the sleep interruptions and all that stuff to your regular daily routine? Uh I'm not a great person to ask that question to. Uh, my life hasn't really changed that much. Um, we have help, uh, so we're fortunate for that. Um, that helped us when the baby wasn't sleeping. She's been a pretty good sleeper for a long time, though. She goes to bed at 7, wakes up at 7 on the dot. Um, she doesn't nap, though, so we have the baby that doesn't nap, which doesn't affect me because I'm at work all day, but it definitely affects my, my wife um, and you know our, uh, her mom who lives with us and helps. Um, but I still wake up at the same time and go to the gym and go off to work. But I guess, you know, it's changed in two ways. I mean, obviously COVID has changed things too, uh, in the last year, but, um, uh, now it's part of our deal that I come home twice a week to put the baby to bed. Um, and I pick those days over the weekend so that we're prepared and so that there's no hurt feelings no you know, awkwardness, no, oh, I got to stay tonight, no matter what, with clients, I don't care what the deal is, um, I'm home two nights a week, and then Saturday is for the baby, unless there's an emergency of some sort, but Saturday is dadder day. <laughs> Very cool. What would you say are the, uh, are the top values that you're hoping to instill in Xena uh, growing up? Um, 
I would say I want her to understand the power of work and initiative um, and self-motivation. Like if you can self-motivate and you know that the work you put out is going to create some sort of return, no matter what that work is, um, uh, you can be wildly, wildly successful. Um, I want her to understand the power of discipline. I know people don't like that word, but it's uh, it was instilled in me when I was when I was a kid, and it's been super helpful um, in my life today, especially in a business that I'm in that has no discipline, no control, no bosses, no nothing. It's just you wake up, you sell something, or you don't. Um, and I want her to be you know happy. I want her to know that life is short, uh, but you can't take it that seriously. Um, uh, you know, and have fun with it, no matter what it is you decide to do. You know, you got to do it with a smile. Otherwise, it's not worth doing. Yeah, well said. And getting into your book here, Big Money Energy, what was the um, what was the reason why you wrote the book and what can the uh, readers expect when they get it? I wasn't I wasn't intending to write a second book. You know, I wrote a first book that uh, was awesome called Sell It Like Sirhan, which was really my sales manual, you know, how to sell anything and how to build a sales career. And it's done incredibly well. Um, uh, I, uh, the second book then came about because of quarantine. Um, I was quarantined, couldn't show apartments, couldn't film the TV show, couldn't create any of the content that we've been creating over and over and over. Um, uh, and I was talking to a lot of people who were down and out who had been fired or who had been furloughed and were attaching their value of themselves to their income or lack thereof. Uh, and I realized that, you know, my story actually, um, uh, when I first came to New York, I think could be really beneficial for a lot of people. Because when I first came here, I'm not from New York. I didn't have help from anybody. I, had, I made $9,000 my first year and I lived in Manhattan in the center of the city. Um, and I understand what it means to not have money or to be nervous about paying your rent. But I figured out that even though I couldn't change my circumstances, I could change my energy. And if you change your energy, you can change your life. And there's a way to do that. And that's what the book is about. You know, I titled it Big Money Energy because that's kind of the nickname I give to super successful people, right? Like, man, she's got big money energy. Like, I want some of that. Um, but what it really is about is about creating a magnetic energy and a magnetic personality that attracts success to you. Yeah, really good stuff, Ryan. I'm going to drop the link to the book in the description of today's podcast episode so Thanks. my listeners can over there and, and check it out. Yeah, and you know what? For a lot of dads, Ryan, uh, a lot of times, especially if you have several kids and you're in the middle of a job that you really don't like, but you're staying with that job uh, because it's supporting your family, a lot of guys may feel that 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 risk is too much to risk. It, it's to do something that they really are passionate about or really love because they're afraid of what it might do to their family. So what kind of advice could you give to the dad out there that's kind of stuck in a job he hates, but he'd love to transition into something, maybe not real estate, but maybe something else that he's more passionate about? Hey, everybody, McConaughey here. Check this out. Now, I've been in this life for 50 years. I've been keeping diaries of the clues to life's riddles for the last 35. Recently, I worked up the courage to sit down with those diaries. So I took a one-way ticket to the desert and 52 days later came out of there with this book. This is a love letter to life, but it's also a guide to finding a state of satisfaction and success that I call catching green lights something we can all do as well as realize that the yellow and the red lights in our life eventually turn green 
This is Greenlights. Tap the link in the description of today's podcast episode to pick up your copy of Greenlights. And don't miss my interview with Matthew McConaughey on episode 437 of First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, if you're looking for a great night's sleep, you have got to get a MyPillow. Guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. There's a reason why my pillows are flying off the shelf, and that's because it is a first-class product that's made right here in the United States of America. And the comfort doesn't stop with just the MyPillow. Check out MyPillow.com, and you'll see a whole wide variety of comfortable products, such as towel sets, Giza Dream Sheets, mattress toppers, MyPillow bathrobes, pajama sets, and so much more. You guys have heard my interview with First Class Father and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell right here on the podcast. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save up to 66% off their orders. That's right, up to 66% off on MyPillow.com by using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Or simply call 1-800-875-0219 and your savings will be instantly applied. Don't go another night without a MyPillow. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD or call 1-800-875-0219 and save up to 66% off your order on MyPillow. So what kind of advice could you give to the dad out there that's kind of stuck in a job he hates, but he'd love to transition into something, maybe not real estate, but maybe something else that he's more passionate about? Listen, uh, I don't, I, I love parts of what I do. I don't love my job. I don't wake up every day thinking like, wow, I get to go turn lights on for a living. I think people have this fantasy or this romanticized idea that very successful people are successful because they love what they do. Dude, I, I like making money. I like deals. And I make sure that as much of my job as possible revolves around doing those two things. Um, uh, but there's plenty of things that I would love. to. I, I, I moved to New York to do theater. I'd love to be on Broadway. I'd love to do movies. Like, that'd be cool. But it wasn't in the cards for me. And that's okay. So it's not a brick wall. It's a speed bump. Any job you have. I, mean, I, was, a, I was a contractor's laborer. I, I built roofs. Uh, I did demo for a while. Dude, I was a flyer guy for a gym on the corner of 63rd Street and Lexington Avenue for two years. I held cell phones as a hand model for a year and a half. It's the most money I ever made before I got into real estate. Like, if you don't like your job, do another one. And if you really don't like it and you can't do another one, find ways to find it and enjoy. You know, find something that is that is fun about it. Make make it your own. Like you. You, you're allowing self-doubt uh, to really, really, really overcome you. And that negative energy is what you're going to attract. So if you hate your job so much, your job's going to hate you too. And that's what you're going to feel day in and day out. And you're going to blame the job and blame the job and blame the job. But it's not the job's fault, right? The job's paying you, man. Okay. There, there are other jobs. There's other things you can do. And look at real estate. There's no job. I don't, I don't have a job. I'm technically unemployed. I have a license to sell real estate to total strangers. And there is nothing uh, that can light a fire underneath you more than not having a job with an hourly wage, no salary, no benefits, no nothing. If I sell something, I get a small percentage. If I don't, shit out of luck. Um, so, you know, if you think your job is tough, come and try to be a real estate agent. 
Yeah, and on that, Ryan, I mean, obviously the pandemic has really uh, wreaked havoc all over the country, but especially all over the world, but especially New York City has been hit very hard. How has it been for you with the real estate market during the pandemic as real estate uh, goes? Uh, It's definitely, listen, it's been really challenging. Um, uh, A million people moved out in in like in a month. Um, a, A lot of our clients left. So it's really tipped the supply and demand seesaw towards oversupply. The average days on market is incredibly long. But listen, it's New York City, right? You don't bet against New York. It is incredible opportunity to buy here. So we had a few months during quarantine that were really brutal. But then we picked back up and have just been slinging deals left and right. right? It's all about the deal now. And the deals will eventually go away and we'll position back towards a seller's market. But I actually... I like it when New York City is a bit volatile like this. You know, when New York City's on fire and it's awesome and it's great and the prices are through the roof, it's really difficult to do this job because anyone can do it, right? Anyone can do it. You just put a listing on the internet, buyers, buyers, buyers. Now you've got to really, really use your market knowledge and know-how and find that big money energy to get deals done. Yeah, yeah. And I'm over here in New Jersey and uh, real estate rent through the ceiling over here with everybody with the influx of people moving out of New York. So they've seen a lot of home value prices rise over here. People overbidding on homes in particular neighborhoods. So it's been kind of crazy to see. Yeah, for sure. And then bringing it back into you as a dad here, Ryan, I know she's young yet, but what type of disciplinarian are you so far as a dad? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? And what type of discipline style did you grow up with? Uh, those are two separate questions. I grew up with um, uh, a paddle, a wooden paddle that hung in our house. Uh, Super strict, very conservative rules. I had to write a 10 page essay when I was 10 years old about the importance of not being lazy. That's the house I grew up in. Me now, um, I'm not I'm not home enough to be the disciplinarian. You know, when I'm with Zena, it's such a short, fleeting amount of time that it's I can't imagine being tough. You know, I've had to tell her no, but she also can't talk yet. So maybe this is a question I can answer better in a year or two when I'm when I'm raising a toddler. But all of that work falls on the amazing shoulders of my wife um, uh, and her mom, who, who really raised Zena day in and day out. Yeah, good stuff. And what about the times when you do get a chance to put her down to bed? Are you a storyteller? You're reading her books? Are you a lullaby guy? How do you how does that work at bedtime? Um, I'm a, I'm a lullaby guy. Um, you know, since she was, a since she was in the womb actually. And, uh, and she goes to bed pretty quickly. It's a bottle. I think we're going to cut the bottle when she turns two. I think that's what the doctor said. Um, but she's a bottle and she knows it's time for bed. She lays on the shoulder for a second and then we just put her in the crib and she's out. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you've had all this success already here. You got the new book that's out now. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself here for the future? More, more across the board, man. Life is short. I don't want to leave anything on the table, right? I think um, uh, when I was a younger kid, I remember driving by a cemetery and my grandfather asked me if I knew who was in there. Uh, and I was like, do I know any dead people? And he's like, no, who, who do you think's buried in there? And I said, dead people? <laughs> and he said, nope, it's uh, uh, you know a guitarist who just didn't do it a little bit more that you'll never know. A mathematician who just didn't try a little bit harder that you're never going to know. And he went on and on and on and on and on. Um, But it's really stuck with me ever since then. 
you know, like what's the point in living if you don't give it your absolute best shot? You know, do as much as you possibly can. Stay happy, but do as much as you possibly can because before you know it, look what 2020 showed us, right? Before you know it, um, everything can be over. So I want to make as much use of every day that I'm given as possible. Yeah, I love that, Ryan. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here. I know you're new into the game, kind of here yourself, but I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Buckle up. Um, buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride, but it's going to be awesome. And also, don't stress. Like, no one knows what they're doing. You're going to figure it out. The kid's going to tell you what to do. You know, everything's going to be okay. And it's going to come a time in that first couple weeks or one night, the kids, it's going to be bloody murder screaming and it's not going to stop. And you're going to think we have to go to the hospital because something's wrong. And then at 2 a.m., the baby's going to pass out. It's going to wake up. Everything's totally fine. Just, just know that's going to happen to you. And it's okay. It's supposed to happen. I wish someone had told me that. It was like, oh, my God, something's wrong. We have to. She won't stop. Like, it's like face, neck, blue, everything. I had no idea what was wrong. Um, but then she passed out, woke up. Everybody, great. <laughs> yeah, I love the message. Ryan Sohan, Big Money Energy available now. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. You're a first-class father all the way. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, man. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Ryan Serhant for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Uh, make sure you check out Ryan's new book, Big Money Energy. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. The book is a banger. Be sure you check it out. Tune in Friday. I'm going to be dropping my Super Bowl media day. A lot of highlights from all the guys, all the dads that will be playing in this weekend's Super Bowl. So don't miss out on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you follow me there on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. I am Alec Lace. This is First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Your half-truths and tales As tall as the trees Have a soft feeling